Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Happy Sunday morning. Thank you, Patrick Marlowe. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. The Blackhawks win 4-3 in the shootout against the lowly and stupid and annoying San Jose Sharks. If you're with us in the post-game show, we appreciate you very, very much. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page as well. If you're a podcast listener, thank you there as well. Uh, Subscribe, follow, whatever your app calls for, do it. We would appreciate that. And a five-star review would be very, very meaningful. We're going to get to this 4-3 shootout win over the Sharks. And, of course, we're going to talk about the very latest uh, with Patrick Kane, who is any day now going to be a New York Ranger. It's just a matter of... Salary cap implications for the Rangers. They might have to wait uh, until Patrick Kane becomes affordable, which I think would be March 1st would be uh, the day they might be able to make it. So we'll get into that as the game goes on. Tankathon, uh, tank standings, and we'll get to our uh, DraftKings king of the game and our four stars and all that good stuff. So let's let's start with the game tonight. And, fellas, I think the coolest part of this is, you know, Patrick Kane goes back to Chicago. Sam Lafferty is kept out. And David Gust makes his NHL uh, debut um, after not really being expected to play in this game. Scores on the first shot on his first shift. Uh, that was a very, very cool moment for David Gust. So, you know, despite our frustration with how late this game started, and I'm sure we'll spend some time on that as well. This is a pretty entertaining and fun game if it wasn't so freaking late at night. <laughs> yeah, if, if I wasn't... Uh... <laughs> 22 hours straight of being awake uh this 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 game would have been uh, a little bit i would have had a little bit more juice juice going into this game but yeah david gust um taking a page out of jonathan taze's book uh scoring on his first ever shot on his first ever shift in his first ever game um just and just quite the story that that he has uh going for him right now earning his first ever nhl contract uh, something that you know we we had talked about as the season progressed, the way he was playing in in Rockford this year, um, it was just kind of just felt like a matter of 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 when and not if the Blackhawks were going to give him an NHL deal uh, for the way that he's been playing, and uh, he gets he gets the deal uh, as he's expecting his his uh, his wife is expecting an, uh, their daughter, I think in like a few weeks. Um, and then gets in his first game, scores uh, his first goal. Like all of this is is, is quite the story for a guy who, um, as as it turns out, um, you know, kind of story came out recently this week that he was contemplating calling it a, a career after winning the Calder Cup last season with the Chicago Wolves uh, before uh, signing with the Ice Hogs. So. Quite the story for Gust, uh, and this was, uh, you know, the 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 Hollywood scriptwriters strike again uh, <laughs> on on, uh, on on this night for sure. So awesome to see, really cool. Yep, David uh, David Gust can forever be mentioned in the same sentence as Jonathan Taves and Mario Lemieux for scoring on his first shot and his first shift in his first game. Pretty cool, and I, I bet you it was also kind of a cool moment for him, not only having his parents there, but. Uh, his head coach, who he won the Calder Cup with, with the uh, Chicago Wolves, Ryan Wersofsky, 
now a uh, San Jose Sharks assistant. So got to score his first NHL goal for uh, a guy he had some success with in the AHL. So that that had to be a cool moment. Good for him. A lot of fun. Um, and, and congratulations on your first goal and um, your uh, inevitable Chevy commercial drive with Sini and gus drive that's what's happening for the rest of the year absolutely yeah we've got a a five dollar super chat from casimir kanabraki who says what new uh, what will chevrolet's new hawks commercial slogan be (laughs) drive with Derek king drives seriously though (laughs) hearing that commercial makes me sad yeah it was really weird they didn't have any dialogue on the commercial it was just that repetitive annoying like drum beat that we hear every commercial break of a hawks game kane and taze were on there but they weren't mentioned in any way, shape, or form. But I don't know. I like that's the question: is who gets the endorsements? I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine Seth Jones is gonna be the guy who rakes in all the cash for the Hawks now. That drive what all our Johnsons drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Chelios, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Give it to someone who's not gonna leave. <laughs> and we've also got a super chat here from Brandon. Uh, Two dollar super chat. Thank you. He says David Gus is a good player. Congrats to Gusty. Yeah, he. That, I mean, look, yeah. that was a, a nice play. Uh, get, later in the game, too, he was on the ground and got a shot off. I don't know if it was in <laughs> overtime or if it was in the third period, but he was he was kind of laying on his belly and was able to get a shot kind of elevated, but just shot it wide. Um, didn't notice him too much between the goal and then that chance late in the game. But, hey, you know, to score on your first shot is, is impressive. And like you mentioned, Mario Lemieux, Jonathan Taze, very good company. Uh, so it's good to see these guys from Rockford come up and and contribute. And I, I don't think you know Gus is a guy who's in their really long term plans. He's twenty nine. He's not a kid. But to see a guy fulfill this dream after grinding at it for so long, especially for his hometown team, it's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's he'll he'll get a, get a couple games here at the end of the year. We'll see what happens next year because his 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 deal goes through next season. Um, but he'll go back to the Ice Hogs eventually, and he'll he'll play a huge role for them uh, as they push for the playoffs. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch him and continue that in Rockford. Yeah. yeah. So all all three AHL All Stars this season have now scored in the NHL for the Blackhawks. Sini Gust go. and uh, Lucas Reichel had there a goal earlier. So all three of those guys were All Stars for the for the Rockford Ice Hogs, and they have all found the back of the net in the NHL. Good for Brett. Sini too. That was a heck of a shot. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So good. Max Domi uh, copied it in the third period for his goal. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they went to school on Kakinen on that a little bit, huh? They Everyone was kind of shooting. And the Sharks were doing the same thing with Mrazek. They were shooting high glove on him all night, too. And I cannot believe that late that late bl- that blast from Carlson did not Oof. score. Ooh, that was just like, oh, my God. That thing was a rocket. That's cool. And how is he? We're going to get to our our four stars of the game. How is Eric Carlson not one of the stars of the game? That dude was. I I, I can't understand what happened with him. Who gets better? You know, he, he's one of the best <laughs> offensive defensemen in the league for a long time. Then falls off. Then the Sharks become one of the league's worst teams, and he's got what 77, 78 points. Well, it, no Brent Burns. Yeah. Helps. Yeah, because they were splitting the offensive defenseman role there. Split. He was taking power play time away from him, and a lot of that stuff. So Brent Burns getting traded in a resurrection of Eric Carlson's uh, offensive numbers. I do. I think that goes hand in hand. Six shots on goal, uh, three more shot attempts, two takeaways, and a block shot. That's a hell of a game for a guy to not get a star. 
But we yeah. digress. Mm-hmm. Screw the well, sharks. The 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 S S J S N J S uh, podcast can give them one of their fourth stars. <laughs> yeah, if if, if Brandon ever expands to San Jose, good luck with a good luck with a moniker for that place. Um, can, can we, all right, let's you know we you we all we all kind of agree to never really complain about this because we're we're all three of us are are doing our dream jobs, but. Holy that, shit. We're complaining. San Jose, get it together. Like, I, and I don't know if, if Sharpie was being uh, like hyperbolic when he said that Patrick Marlowe talked for 45 minutes. No, that's that's the legit. He he had a 45 fucking minute speech. <laughs> for wrap what it the up. shit is that? It's like Chappelle show. Wrap it up. Someone's Nobody be like, in that building wanted to hear Patrick Marlowe talk for 45 minutes. Nobody. There's not a Nobody. single hockey player in the history of the game I want to hear talk for 45 minutes. Except my Osa. Christ. Like seriously, just because you had the longest game, longest career in NHL history, <laughs> doesn't mean you have to give us the longest speech. <laughs> Shut up and sit down already. It's one in the morning. Yeah, I mean they did. They they started and they did kind of what the Hawks did with Hosa, where they started the whole thing like significantly before puck drop, but it delayed the game by an hour. Dude, you have to you have to run that speech by someone and be like, dude, cut it down. It's unacceptable. Or someone's got to like, get in there and be like, hey, uh, we got a game to start here. Like someone's got to signal to him, like, all right, wrap it up, man. Like, yeah, right. On. Someone's yeah, got to. Where's, where's the Oscar music when you need it? Just start for, playing the organ for real, <laughs> like that when. I, I wasn't even paying attention to the to the ceremony, and I saw Ben Pope's tweet that said, "Well, Patrick Marlowe's ceremony went very long, and puck drop is now at nine fifty seven. I almost threw my phone across the across the room because I knew that I knew that this was going to happen. I was like, you know what? This game's going to start an hour late. They're, it's going to go to friggin' overtime. Like I I knew it. It just the, the cosmic energy was just." feeling that this game was going to go on forever and you know of course at least it wasn't like a patrick marlowe at least it wasn't a 15 round overtime we had yeah at least we got away with that but holy cow like just and here's the thing and i tweeted this out like if a west coast team's going to do this stuff it's got to be against another west coast team you can't delay the start of a game an hour for central time zone and eastern time zone fans that is ridiculous the puck didn't drop to like 10 what was like 1001, 1002. Way too late. What the hell is coming off? Yeah. This would not Starting... happen in any other sports league. No other no. league would this happen in where there's just That's... no control. And you've mm. got poor Pat Boyle and Colby Cohen and Kaylee Chelios and, and Vosters and Sharp just vamping for an hour. Mm. It's like, come on. Like, I felt bad for them. Like wreck up Peter check again for the love of God. Like it's, it, it's time. Like I just felt like, so what's your hair care routine? They have nothing to talk about. It's an hour of a game that is basically meaningless. Right. Right. And this is before anything happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they didn't have David Gus's first goal to talk about. They didn't have anything to talk about. Oh my God. Yeah. It was yeah. brutal. So anyway, it just, it just goes to show you, uh, we got a lot of people active in the chat right now. We appreciate you being here with us uh, one in the morning on a Saturday night. Uh, we appreciate your dedication. And we do lo- we love this job. But things like this are, they're so NHL and they're so preventable. And it's just, you know, like when the hostess yeah. ceremony happened, 
That game started pretty much on time. It did start on time because they they did it two hours before puck drop. Yeah, they, so they everything happened and on time. Nothing they, got delayed. They said everybody get in the building early because it's going to start at four thirty because we're dropping the puck at seven or whatever it was. Yeah, and was they four did, o'clock and, and, and six, they did that yeah. and they yeah, did not, that. It's ridiculous. Considering in in the last couple of weeks we had an eight forty five central start between the stars and the Blackhawks, yep. both central division teams. We had a nine o'clock start that was delayed by some stupid ceremony in Winnipeg by two central central times, you know, time zone teams. Just let's, I guess, you know, I guess when the Hawks suck, they don't care if you play until four in the morning. Um, so get good again. So we don't have to, you know, the only time we have these late games is in the Western conference finals. Yeah. Oh, God, I, so I do dumb. have a renewed appreciation for the senators and Chris Neal because that that at least was on time and got done with quickly. <laughs> it's because he can't talk anymore. <laughs> we like hockey. Puck yeah. good to me. <laughs> you know? He didn't have he didn't have seventeen hundred games to go by one by one. Yeah. All right. A couple other things about this game before we before we move on to the Patrick Kane stuff, which is why I know most people are here. Uh, I really like Cole Gutman. There are little things he does that show a bit of savvy that your typical uh, young player doesn't have. Like he made a, it, it, no one even really mentioned it, but I think it was in the first period. Was Hawks were going left to right. So that would have been whatever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. A nice like pass between <laughs> the legs of a Sharks defender uh, to, to give the, uh, his, his teammate a one-timer. And there's just he's patient with the puck. He seems to have a lot of vision in terms of like what's happening around him, like uh, hockey awareness, hockey sense. Those are the sort of things that are tough to coach. You know, like you can teach positioning and you can teach strategy and those sort of things and systems, but in terms of instincts, that's really hard to teach. And I think uh, Cole Gutman, through what is this his third? I think his third game, maybe his fourth, um, has shown a lot of that. He's that's a guy when you watch him play. He doesn't look out of place. He doesn't look like a young player, you know, getting his first, you know, shifts in the NHL. He looks like he's been there for a long time. And Lebowski 5 says Gutman looks like he could be a foundational piece. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet, but why not? I mean, I think he's he I think he'll be an NHL player full time next season. If you try to imagine what this roster is gonna look like. Yeah, he's definitely gonna get an opportunity at the end of this season and into next season to, to kind of prove himself. But yeah, I mean, he's been playing well at the AHL level and, and it's definitely giving him some confidence as he makes his NHL debut and uh, look, playing four years at a, at a program like Denver uh, and being in the role that he was there like that, that gives you a little bit more of a, of a jump start when you get to the professional ranks. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see from Gutman. He's, he's been noticeable in, in, in the games that he's been in uh, recently and also got his first goal in the last, uh, I think not, I think in the last game was his first goal, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I mean, he's a young guy that I, I mean, foundational piece. That's, that's, I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves there, but he's definitely someone that's going to, going to play a, a bigger role than, than he would anywhere else uh, this year and next year for sure. Well, you know why uh, Cole Gutman is so good. My drafted side. by Steve, drafted by Steve Eiserman. Oh well, that makes you automatically a hockey guy. There it is. He's got the he's got the Stevie wide gold dust sprinkled on him, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Perfect. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to do. End of story. <laughs> Get him in Toronto now. But seriously, he's. He, I really like what I've seen out of him. As Jay said, he's just he's he's got the hockey brain. He's he just knows where to be, and that makes him much more effective. He's the type of player that every that could be really effective on a really good team. Like had he stayed with Tampa and signed with Tampa, he'd be one of those guys on the third or fourth line that comes up in big moments because he's a smart player. So yeah, really good start to his career. He's showing a lot of things that just aren't coach that, you know, that are natural, that aren't things that get coached up natural thinking ability out there and just smart player. And I'm more impressed with how he plays without the puck than with the puck. Uh, he's, he's got a 200 foot game and, and that's going to go a long way. So, you know, Hopefully uh, he sticks around for a bit. I, I would imagine he's going to be on the uh, the uh, opening night roster to m- next season. Uh, I can't imagine how uh, uh, how he wouldn't be if he's healthy. Uh, two other things I want to get to, and I'm sure you guys have a couple things too. Uh, the Connor Murphy hit on Logan Couture uh, was clean. It was beautiful, and we are seeing that you have to now you hit anyone and you have to fight. But I really like the way Murphy kind of like baited that whole situation he waited for uh, esamon to like initiate the fight and he's like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait gloves off okay now my gloves are off so esamon yeah. gets the extra two minutes yeah. he do i hit a I hit a guy that's pretty good so i guess i have to fight even though it was clean and right you know shoulder to chest but that that's how the nhl is these days uh, i like that and the other thing i want to mention was i don't know how to look this rule up about the offside play in yeah. and, and oh, the in yeah. the NHL um, public relations account, they always will send a tweet after like a play is overturned or reviewed with an explanation in the explanation. They tweeted out it, it. There's no mention at all of the Jack Johnson penalty. And you could see Jack Johnson saying to the referee, but the play never happened. The play never happened. If the, if the play is reviewed and it's reviewed as offsides, Everything that happens after that moment should not count in the game, right? Right. A goal is disallowed. The penalty yeah. should also be disallowed, I think. Yeah, because the play should have never happened. So, therefore, yeah. if the goal didn't happen, the penalty shouldn't have happened either. I was very confused because when Vosters and Sharp was talking about it, I was like, what are you two talking about? It's not going to count. It's going to go back to when the puck was considered offside. That play never happened. And then they said the penalty. I, I didn't understand that. Did, 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 the, did the game clock go back to when the puck was offside? Or did it? Yes. Yeah, so I did the. Them? So it was the goal was scored at 343 of the third. That's when it went in the net. The Sharks were awarded a power play at 336. So it went back seven seconds. So yeah, that makes zero yeah. sense. I yeah. don't know. So you it could shouldn't, even it see, shouldn't have counted. You could even see Luke Richardson. They they showed him because he had the successful challenge, but then you could tell he I believe he dropped the BS out there and it was like, What the f-? like seriously, yeah. why does that still count? And even even Jack Johnson, well, I think Jack Johnson was kind of more arguing that it was a garbage penalty because you know uh, I believe it was Martin Kaut was like, ooh, owie, look at my hand, Mr. Referee, and he got the call. I th- yeah. You know, I think he was more complaining about, like, but, are you seriously calling that? But, but you could see, you could read Johnson's lips, and he was saying, but the play never happened. He was saying it right. very clearly, but it never happened. It never happened. And he was kind of laughing about it. Like, how can you call a penalty on something that never occurred? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I don't know, it was weird. The penalty was getting taken off anyway because they had scored on the delayed penalty, and then they take the goal off, but they let the penalty stand. It, it doesn't doesn't make uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I just, it, yeah. All right, why don't we uh, get to our uh, four stars of the game here, and then we'll do our DraftKings King of the Game, and then we will move on to the Patrick Kane conversation. The three stars of the game for the San Jose Sharks, Mark Edward Vlasic. He had two assists and was a plus two. Number two star, Nico Sturm. He had two assists and was a plus one. And your number one star of the game, Peter Mrazek, with 32 saves on 35 shots. Peter Mrazek was outstanding in this game. Looked really confident, really comfortable, uh, terrific in the shootout. Uh, yeah, he played really well and is probably the main reason the Hawks won this game. Yeah, it was his fourth uh, forty save perform third forty save performance of the season. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, that was good. All right, so uh, my four star of the game, I'm going to give it to Caleb Jones. Uh, I, I know he finished a minus two, but it was a guy who was playing some forward, playing some wing, uh, kind of doing it all. Ended up the game with five block shots, uh, had a shot on goal, had a hit as well. Uh, I just think kind of trying to do everything all at once for Caleb Jones. He was really solid, really active in front of the net on a couple of goal mouth scrambles. Caleb Jones was taken down and taken out guys that were trying to put the puck behind Peter Mrazek. I just liked his game overall in this one. It's a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit from us. And yeah, you know, he's not the, not the greatest player in the world, but uh, I wanted to shout him out in this one. Cause I think all things considered, uh, I thought he had a really solid game. I am going to give my four star of the game to Boris Kachuk. And when I put this in our little group chat before the game, I said, I'm taking Boris Kachuk as my four star dot, 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 not a joke. I'm serious. <laughs> um, Kachuk, you know, he had an assist on the scene. goal. You read his stat line, not anything that blows you out a little over 12 minutes. The assist, a plus one, only one shot attempt on a block shot. But man, he was just super noticeable tonight, especially in that first period. It seemed that his name was getting called every time he was on the ice and him and Sini did a really good job considering that they were on that fourth line that was getting rotated because they, they only had uh, 11 forwards tonight. So they, they were playing, uh, Tyler Johnson took shifts on that line. T Taylor Radish, Caleb Jones played forward a few shifts. Even Cole Gutman was taking shifts on that line. So that line was kind of a hodgepodge of players, but Kachuk had a solid game. And, and uh, you know, it, for as much crap as we give him, it's nice to uh, pump his tires when he deserves it. This is an opportunity for him now. Yeah. And a lot of other guys, you've got not necessarily for your future with the Blackhawks, but, man, you've been – pretty unnoticeable all season this is your chance you you're not coming out of this lineup at all for the rest of the season go with it and maybe if you're if it's not to stay with the blackhawks for next season maybe it's getting a two-way deal with another team that's looking for for a big fourth liner this is his chance tonight if he plays like this the rest of the season you know people will be giving him a phone call this summer yeah, this is the opportunity for guys to do that. If you don't want to go through this again next season and uh, you have an opportunity to go elsewhere, this is your your time to audition. So 
We'll see what uh, what Boris can do. My four star of the night. Uh, I did want to change it, but I didn't want to put that on our producer, Stephen, this late at night. So I did go with Philip Kurashev. I'm going to stick with Philip Kurashev. Thank uh, he, you, Mario. <laughs> no problem. He was uh, he was very noticeable tonight. Uh, a lot of uh, mixing it up. A lot of a lot of chances. A lot of chances on the power play in the, in the overtime period. I really thought Kurashev was going to either set up the game winner or score it. But uh, he, he had a fine game tonight. I did want it. I was going to change it to Max Domi. Yeah. Uh, when you sacrifice teeth and score a goal in a game, like you deserve some recognition. So uh, I'm going to give a, I'm give a honorary uh, star to, uh, to, to Max Domi tonight. He, uh, this, uh, someone said in, in, in the chat, this is his team. Now it's his team until it's no longer his team. His team for uh, another six days, a couple, yeah. a couple more <laughs> days, but uh Look, I, I've I've really appreciated Max Domi this season, um, and I know we've talked about it uh, a, a little bit here. He seems like the guy that if if he's going to be traded, he could come back, and that's that's the guy that seems like the the biggest uh, piece that 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 could be a reality for. And that you know what, I wouldn't mind that whatsoever. If he wants to, if if he came here to be traded, but wants to be in Chicago, um, they can make it work. And, and I think if you know, the way he's played in the role he's been in. Um, and, you know, Luke Richardson, he said, was one of the one of the biggest reasons why he came to Chicago. You could sell all those things again to him in the summer and be like, you know what? Come on back. Like, we'll 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 gladly have you um, come back and be top six or top line center. And, um, you know, you, you can lead you can lead this team for another year or two. Go sure. for it. Uh, Max Domi's last six games, four goals, eight assists, 12 points. Really solid for him. And a note here from yeah. Ben Pope on Peter Mrazek. Since the start of the 2016-17 season, Peter Mrazek has been incredible in shootouts. He's now 14-2 and in shootouts with an 830 save percentage, second best in the NHL over that span. Wow. So hey, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. And Lynn X says, how did Max Domi become so good? Is it coaching? Uh, no, I think it's opportunity. You know, I, th- I think that just getting as much ice time, getting power play one time uh, all those sort of things uh that's that's really helped him and uh he's especially been great lately and i guess you know patrick kane was playing so well that he was going to be <laughs> one of the beneficiaries of that, that uh, but it's not to take anything away from domi though he's he's been terrific all year he's probably been the best and most consistent blackhawk since the season started so yeah uh everything you said about domi i agree with and i would welcome him back for sure so all right we're gonna Put this game away. It's over. One one last oh, thought I have on this right. game before Duquesne. Very quick. Uh, if the Blackhawks do not finish with the worst record in the league and do not get one of those top three picks, if somehow we're picking fourth or fifth, remember this night. This was the night that was set up perfectly. The yeah. Blue Jackets and the Ducks both won today. No Patrick Kane. No Sam Lafferty. Game delayed an hour. And you somehow win because the San Jose Sharks are bad. Yeah. yeah. Well. That's, so that's... just just as one of those, <laughs> these are one of those nights that I think there's about 95 moments we can add to our remember when spreadsheet. We're building in our heads and not actually in a spreadsheet. So yeah. um, this is one of those nights that if if with Blackhawks have to pick sixth for some ungodly reason. We're going to remember this could be one of the reasons why. You know, tonight's lineup was no Lafferty. Taze, he might be done for the year. Who knows? Uh, Kane, 
he's he's played his last game as a Blackhawk uh, for this season at least. Pluck Domi out, pluck McCabe out, pluck maybe a Thanasiu out too. Lafferty. Uh, well, yeah, he was already out. Yeah, I'm right, just right. saying, like this lineup tonight minus also probably a Thanasiu and Domi and McCabe, like, and then play that lineup uh, for the next for the final 22, 21 games of the season. They'll they'll make up some of these games. No, yeah, and I've been preaching that all. I've said that every single time they've won two or three in a row. But this one just felt a little yeah, different no, I because agree. the cards were there for a big night for the tank standings, and it just you know, I agree. San Jose tried. They just you know they had forty what forty eight forty five shots on goal. They just yeah. you know can't couldn't get it done. Yep, Marizic was too good. All right, let's move on to our DraftKings King of the Game. And it's going to go to, you guessed it, uh, David Gust. He had a goal first of his career on the first shift and his first shot. Uh, two shots on goal, 14-25 of ice time. He had another uh, shot, two more shot attempts and a missed shot and one hit. So really solid NHL debut for David Gust. Congratulations, 29-year-old rookie David Gust. And he is our DraftKings king of the game. And speaking of DraftKings... They are the official sports betting partner of CHGO in all city. They've got those excellent NBA no sweat same game parlays. Major League Baseball has begun. I was watching the Cubs today between hockey games, just kind of flipping back and forth. That was nice to see. A weird pitch yellow. clock. Yeah, the pitch clock is here to save <laughs> us all. A nice yellow tint to the Marquis uh, Sports Network broadcast for some reason. And fellas, tonight, my 25 cents. Became like a dollar forty-three or something because nice. I risked it all on the Hawks to score first because I figured the Sharks would be a little sleepy after Patrick Marlowe talked forever. <laughs> so I got that one and Max Domi anytime goal scorer. So my twenty-five cents is more than doubled because nice. I played that same game parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'm really glad I'm di- I did. Download the app now, and you can do it too. Sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And hey, if you love betting on sports with DraftKings, why not wash down those bets win or lose with some nice delicious ice cold goose island beer the official beer of chgo and chicago's beer since 1988 goose island of course has the depth of a beer roster that was a championship contender headlined of course well biasedly but headlined by the blackhawks (laughs) pale ale the limited release uh, pale ale with the beautiful uh, can design, the, uh, the the neon beer sign design. We all love it. Uh, tastes great, and it's a great way to wash down a Blackhawks win or loss, depending on uh, however you feel. They also have the Bull City three one two, a another limited release honoring uh, another fine professional sports establishment in this city. Uh, of course, the Bourbon Stout County or the Bourbon County Stout uh, for you dark beer drinkers. The Green Line, the Beer Hug IPA series, uh, Matilda. The list goes on and on. And of course, the staple, the three one two. Goose Island's two local locations in Chicago are open and ready to welcome you. You can grab a beer right from you can grab a beer 
right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room located at 1800 West Fulton. Or you could get yourself a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Again, that is Goose Island Beer Company, the official beer of CHGO. All right. So if you were out and about today and not really paying attention, and I find it hard to believe if you're here that you weren't staying abreast of the Patrick Kane news, uh, obviously you know he missed tonight's game. He is back in Chicago uh, as the Rangers try to to clear salary cap space to bring him in. And they're also going to need to find a third party to accommodate the trade. Um, if So Kretzoff was traded to the Canucks today. Uh, Lecision was waived, so he'll be sent down if he's not claimed tomorrow. So there's well, like maybe a million and a half they were able to clear away. Um, it's really late. Is it Lindgren who got the injury? Yeah, today? Ryan Lindgren yeah. got yeah. hurt and didn't look good. So he was in they could have after the just, game. Yeah, they could just be like, "Hey, you're on LTIR. We don't really care how bad it is. Let's get this trade in. We'll see you game one of the playoffs." Yeah, so it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at any time. And I know when we saw the other night that the Rangers were scratching uh, Lecision and Kratzov, everyone thought, okay, those are the two guys that are coming to Chicago in this trade. Well, um, heard yesterday, uh, I think I heard uh, Elliot Friedman say this, but I was also told this by a source, that there is a real fear that Kratzov leaves the NHL and goes back to play in the KHL next year. So that's obviously going to diminish uh, any interest in him. Um, Lecision's just a guy, so no big concern there. Now, I was texting with a source tonight, just trying to get as much info as I could, and I didn't get a ton, but I will say this. I don't think that the first-round pick, either this year or next, is completely off the table. I know Chris Drury has said I don't want to give up a first-round pick. I get that. I understand that the Rangers have the Hawks up against the barrel a little bit or over a barrel, over a barrel, over a little a barrel. bit because Patrick Kane wants to go to the Rangers and only the Rangers. However, now that the entire world knows that there is pressure on the Rangers to get it done. Theoretically, Kyle Davidson does not have to make this deal. I think that would piss off Patrick Kane big time and it would look bad for the organization. So it's a game of chicken there. Uh, when I said that a source, you know, Kyle, uh, that that uh, the Drury has said repeatedly they don't want to give up that first round pick. He said that's the same thing Kyle Dubas said about Ryan O'Reilly, and they they made the trade. Yeah. So it's not completely off the table. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would count on it, but I think you're going to be looking at multiple picks as the return here. And and again, as far as I know, that first round pick is not completely off the table yet. Yeah, I I think without. Uh, Kravtsov being being involved, I think the first round pick kind of has to come back and play for for the for the Blackhawks to really be um, feel like it's feel like it's it's being made worthwhile. Because I know Kravtsov, you know the the questions about you know his future in the NHL, th- those those are those are definitely legitimate. But he's still a guy who was a top 10 pick, like you, you still would think that there would be first round quality, uh, a first one quality player in there somewhere. Uh, maybe just needed to get out of the Rangers organization to kind of figure out, but we'll, it's no longer an issue to, to have to worry about. So yeah, I, 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 w- I would like that first round pick to be involved. Um, Cause you're not going to get Brennan Othman. 
Um, you know, it, it really doesn't seem like any of the top young prospects, like I'm talking like 18, 19 year old kids are, are going to be in the mix. Uh, I know the name Zach Jones has come up a number of times. The, the defense defensive prospect that's playing right now in their, in their AHL system. He seems like someone that keeps coming up and that I'd be surprised if he's not part of the deal. But again, I, I, I don't think that that equates to that kind of first round asset that, uh, the Blackhawks and Kyle Davidson and Blackhawks fans would be clamoring for. So, um, I mean, all signs point to this deal being basically done. Like, I don't think, I don't think we're, I don't think we're in the, in the, in the realm of Kyle Davidson, Chris Jury, you know, staring contest. Who's going to blink first. If Patrick Kane's not playing and not with the team, it's done. So sure feels we, that just, way. we just got it. We just got to figure yeah. out when we just got to figure out when it's going to happen. And the, um, uh, this is Puckpedia. So it's kind of like cap friendly, but different. Uh, they tweeted this out after the Kratzoff trade, uh, said after trading Kratzoff, New York Rangers have a projected cap space of 433,000, which can fit 1.67 million annual cap hit today if decision it goes through waivers tomorrow that they can then fit kane at 2.625 on march 1st alternatively they could fit kane sooner uh if charlie if uh ryan lindgren goes on ltir or other players uh, are off the roster so march 1st or sooner could be possible Yep, I yeah. I mean, if if the, if the Lindgren they put him on uh, IR right away, LTIR, that maybe speeds up this process. I know we got a lot of people in. Um, I know we got a lot of people in the chat asking, you know, what's the return? What's the return? It's just so fluid this situation. And Mario, you're probably right. I think the it's probably been hammered out at this point, at least to a degree. Maybe not. Um, if Kyle Davidson can get a first round pick, that's great. I would do one at this point. I'd do one for one. I would do Kane for a first and call it a day. Sure. Uh, That that, if you can get a first round pick after Drury's posturing that he's not giving one up and everybody, you know, today was just my, I, I think I muted more people on Twitter today than I have in my entire life. Um, in one day, just so much ridiculousness out there. A lot of the same people that, uh, spent the entire season saying Patrick Kane doesn't give a shit and Patrick Kane is hurt are now the same people wondering why the the return might not be the Rangers first round pick and their two best prospects well you can't have it both ways you got to remember that the new that the the Chicago Blackhawks are trading away three months of 2023 Patrick Kane that is not MVP Patrick Kane. That is not Stanley Cup winning Patrick Kane. That is Patrick Kane to up until four games ago was pretty much just a guy all season. Was a passenger for a lot of games. He had multiple games this season without a shot on goal. Yeah. So that's why we've been telling you guys for weeks, almost all season, don't get attached to this huge ideal return it's probably not going to happen and then you see people if he doesn't get a first round kyle davidson is a sucker no 
if he doesn't get a first rounder, he you know he got fleeced for Debrinket. But I'm just I'm just so tired of this crap. Look what he has done in one year. Take all his deals he has made, and even if you throw in a weak return for Patrick Kane, he's done a pretty darn good job. And he's got he's working no leverage here. But you're right on the point where you could say, hey, I don't have to trade him. You know, Patrick Kane kind of strung me out a little bit, and now I don't have to. Don't have to trade. I'm sure that looks bad. And in the long run, doing right by the player goes a lot long way in your the GM's reputation among players. And I think that's more important than his reputation among fans on Twitter. Um, you know, so if a if a superstar player like Patrick Kane says I want to go to the Rangers and you're willing to take a little bit less than you probably would have gotten anywhere else to make that happen. Players talk about that, and that could make a difference down the down the road too. So, it's just the situation is so fluid. I I cannot wait for this to be over, and um, you know I, I'm looking forward to this uh, you know conclusion here. And um, so yeah, we'll 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 be ready to give you the news once it breaks. Um, and I know we've got a a a boatload of super chats yes. here tonight, which is crazy uh, real, for the time of the show. Real quick before that, so uh, yes, the return for Kane might not be what we all dreamed it might be, right? Um, even though, like we've said, we've tried to temper expectations for months and months and months on this return because there's only so many teams he'll go to. It turns out he's only going to go to one, so of course the return's not going to be killer, but. Keep in mind how well Davidson has done on other smaller trades, getting Jason Dickinson and a second-round pick for Riley Stillman, getting Nikita Zaitsev and a second-round pick just for taking the guy, right? Like, he's he got a first-round pick for taking on Peter Mrazek. He's done a really good job of getting big returns for lesser trades. So while you might not get everything you want for Patrick Kane, Maybe he's got a really big deal on the table for Sam Lafferty because guys like Sam Lafferty don't typically get held out of games for trade protection. If he's being held out of a game, I think that means he's got a really solid offer or two for Sam Lafferty because you notice Jake McCabe didn't sit out this game, right? So maybe the, maybe he doesn't have the offer he wants for Jake McCabe yet, so he's going to keep playing him until he gets it. That indicates tell, to me. You tell that, Jake McCabe he's not playing. Well, I just think, <laughs> but, you know, I I think McCabe is happy to go to a contender too. By the way, so I think he would yes, understand yeah, it. Yeah. But you know, just keep that in mind. Like you got to look at the at the thing as a whole. And you know, I I know it's gonna. I know losing a guy like Patrick Kane is highly emotional. And Greg, I know you know you had a tough day on Twitter. I know our buddy Michael Wagner was holding it down in Discord. You know, kind of fighting the <laughs> battle of Discord for us today, as we were just constantly refreshing Twitter and talking to sources and stuff. Um, but yeah, you got to look at the whole package. And and so far, Kyle Davidson's body of work has been really, really solid. Now. It doesn't matter until these guys all become NHL players, but so far so good. And let's let's have a little bit of faith. And there's a lot of people that just don't want to like the GM because he's not Dale Talon or something. I don't I don't understand. I, I, I think he's done a really solid job. But let's rattle yeah. through these super chats because a lot of people are checking in with us. We got one here, a $20 super chat from Jeffrey Sam. Awesome. He says, hearing the news of Kane being scratched today was tough. Thank you, Jay, for writing the Big 50. Uh, for helping remember the good times. Had to reread your Kane chapter for a smile. 
Can't wait for your sequel on David Cust. Yes. That'll be the big 790. Uh, there you I read a 790 chapter book on uh, the best 790 <laughs> moments in Hawks history. But I appreciate that. And thank you for the super chat. Yeah, it is t- like it is tough. And I know we're trying to make people feel better about a lesser return than they want for Patrick Kane. But all, honestly, all y'all feel sad. It's a sad day that this era of Hawks hockey is, for all intents and purposes, over. Maybe Jonathan Taves skates for two or three games at the end of the year, but it's yeah. the dynasty's over. It is it is completely over. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's rough. It's not the way that I think anybody was hoping that this was gonna go. Uh I think there was a point in time where, you know, everyone a, a lot of people thought, well, Taze and Kane and Keith and Seabrook and you know, the, the, the lot of them were going to all retire as Blackhawks and, you know, it was going to be it was going to be Stanley Cups and, and rainbows for forever. And it just that's just not the reality of things. But uh, it is it is it is tough. I, I think uh, Joe Brand had had the stat today that tonight's game was the first time since the end of the season in 2004 that none of Keith Seabrook, Taser Kane were in the lineup like. It's been a long freaking time. I wasn't even driving. A, I wasn't in high school uh, when when that happened. So it's it's been a long freaking time that those guys uh, have been a part of this team and have have been, you know, providing countless memories for Blackhawks fans. So there's 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 a lot of history. There's a lot of good feelings attached to uh, to to those players and. Um, you know, even with everything that that transpired in the last few years, there's still a lot of people that hold on to a lot of good memories with those guys. Uh, so it's it's seeing the the, the final uh, the final stages of that era come come to a, an end is it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, we got another super chat, Stephen, to get to here. This from we a, a young we Dangle got a bunch. God. Yeah, we, we got, got a lot. bunch. A five dollar one from fi- Young Dangle God. Kretzoff is gone. First rounder out of the question. Does Davidson just say no to a trade because the return is so bad? No. You can't. I think once Patrick Kane says yes, you have to kind of – you got to give him the opportunity to go. You got to do right by the player, especially Patrick Kane. So, no, I think he gets the deal done. I don't think Chris Drury's an idiot. He knows he has to give something up for Patrick Kane, and I, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as a lot of people are fearing. I, I just don't think it's going to be a franchise-altering, holy crap, look at this wonderful return. You know, it's not going to no, be like okay. a third round pick in some scrub, but it's not going to be a first in, in Capo Caco either. It's not, you know? not going to be F considerations. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. We got another one here. I want to make sure we get everybody in before yeah. we wrap the show up. Uh, this is a $10 super chat from Chris. Tanking is bad for the game, especially with the garbage lottery and cap rules. By the way, Domi is looking like a guy I'd like to have back, even if he gets traded, which should garner a first or second round pick at least. Uh, yeah, I, we talked about Domi before. I don't know if Domi's going to get a first. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, and if it's, a, I think, a high second, well, unless unless a contender has a high second stash somewhere, and I'd have to look to see, only a contender is going to be trading for Max Domi. So if it's a second round pick, yeah. Chances are it's going to be in the second half of the second round because it's going to be a contender trading for him. So send keep that in mind. Send him to a wild card team. Yeah, but you're right. Like Chris, without the hard cap, this probably doesn't happen. Yeah, Artemi Panarin is still here. Tavo Teravainen is still here, and on and on and on. 
you know, maybe Brandon Saad is still here. Like, there's a lot of guys that are still Blackhawks, if not for the hard cap. And I hope at some point they get into some kind of luxury tax situation where teams can spend over and they got to kick in a little more to the whatever. I, I just, yeah. the hard cap is bad for the game because it's punishing teams that draft and develop well. That's the reality. If guy, if teams get too good and too many good players, then they're forced to get rid of good players simply because of the hard cap, and that sucks. When you look at the Dynasty Blackhawks, most of those guys, aside from Hosa and aside from Sharp, were homegrown. And a lot of them. Yeah, and it's 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 a tough pill to swallow when you're like, well, we have too many good players. We did our jobs too well. Right. And and yeah, if they didn't have the hard cap, this iteration of Blackhawks ownership during the modern cup era, they would have spent money because that team was making so much money. Yeah. Like the revenue generated from from that era of Blackhawks, uh, you know, domination. They were they were the marquee team in the league, always on national TV, always playing in the outdoor games, even if they lost every year um, and sell out. You know, the sellout streak was was what 500 games or something something crazy like that so they were making so much money that they would have had the ability to go into the luxury tax and say you know what we're this panarin kid we're gonna keep him around because we're gonna throw throw cash at him we're gonna keep brandon sod around we're gonna keep all these players we're gonna keep table terrifying because we don't need to worry about dumping brian bickle's contract like all those all those things could have been a, a reality and um you know yeah it's that that 2010 team was a casualty of, of the hard cap because they, they couldn't pay everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I got a comment here from John who says, personally, I think I would just keep Domi need some NHL players on a roster and seems like a good guy to keep during the rebuild. That might be one of those guys where Davidson sets his price and says, if it's not met, I'm not trading him. Cause you're right. You can't trade every NHL player you have. You, you simply can't do that. And maybe they early in the season, they weren't thinking there was going to be a market for Lafferty. So now there is. So he says, okay, that second round pick or whatever I was going to get for Max Domi, I'm going to get for Lafferty instead. I'll just keep Domi and re-sign him, and he's here for the next three or four years. I think that's – I would have no problem with that. If Max Domi doesn't get traded, I have no issue with it at all. It, it could be. Or it, it, Lafferty could maybe switch up for Athanasiu. You know, you, you signed him to uh, trade him, and I don't know if there's much of a market for him at this point, but we'll see. He's, yeah. He seems like at this point it would be like – 11th hour a team is looking to just get somebody right and, they struck uh, out on the big on the big players and, and right get yeah. something yep like definitely uh, a couple more super chats steven we got one from casimir casimir who would you rather fight ditka or jake mccabe well ditka is like uh old and frail <laughs> now which is very sad i don't i don't know how i don't i don't know i, I would definitely fight ditka around. right now yeah. um <laughs> just because uh, I'm not as fearful of of the retaliation punch, and um, he's just been more punchable over the last few years than Jake McCabe ever has. Yeah, I think I, Jake I, McCabe I, yeah. is one of the last people I would fight. For the record, I, I would not fight '85 uh, Bears coach Dicka. <laughs> no, he could rip a deck of cards in half. I heard that. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't know Jake why. Jake McCabe might be able to do that too. You might. And we got another five dollar super chat from Evan. He says, keep up the great content and excited for the months ahead with the deadline and draft coming up. Who is your favorite draft player outside of the top five? Well, I, you know, I honestly, I haven't even really started digging in on like the deeper in the draft yet. 
Um, oh, Jay, you gotta you gotta catch the rebuild report. Oh, I do, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I picked a favorite. I'll just say Andrew Crystal because oh, yeah. I know the Hawks like him, and if they pick him, I'll sound smart. There you go. Yeah, that's a good guy to like. Yeah. Uh, my favorite outside the top five. Um, there's a lot of good ones to pick from. Uh, I I do like um, Gabe Perot, uh, who's playing with uh, the the U.S. Development Program. Uh, he's son of Yannick Perot, so there's the Chicago connection there. He's 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 climbing the charts though. He's he's starting to flirt with uh, getting outside of the range that the Blackhawks might have been in late in the first round. Uh, so we'll see if he's if he's available, but uh, he's a guy that I've been I've been uh, catching catching more of as uh, as the season has gone on. Yeah, I like uh, I have a guy I've mentioned before, Gavin Brindley, who's playing with Michigan uh, with Nazar and Fantilli in Michigan. He's just got that um, Kyle Davidson kind of feel to him, you know, uh, energy guy, good skater. Kind of, uh, you know, goes to the tough areas of the ice. I like him a lot. And another kid that I've been paying attention to more uh, on the European side, and I wrote about him a little bit in the Rebuild Report this week, is Otto Stenberg uh, playing for Forlunda uh, in Sweden right now. Big big winger, uh, playmaker. He's got some size, but he's got some skill and some dynamic. He's a really good hands and passer, so he'd be a really good guy. Uh, to set up some of your future goal scorers. So those are two guys I'm looking at uh, for that second first round pick. All right. And I think we have one more super chat here from Windy City Hockey. Hockey, He says that A looked good on McCabe's jersey. Yep. That's another guy who, if they don't trade, I won't be upset because I love the dude. Mario, how do you feel about Jake McCabe? Yeah, he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I, I was a little surprised. I guess I didn't. I was, I was, I was wondering that. I was like, okay, Kane is not in the lineup. Who are they going to give the A to? Um, my brain just went to like, oh, well, it'll just be Murphy and Jones. But then I was like, oh yeah, Taze isn't. When I saw the 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 information that McCabe was wearing it, wearing the other the other letter, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Taze is out too. So they had to give somebody. I mean, hey, he's he's definitely one of those guys who stepped in to the locker room and and is a is a presence. So. Uh, not surprised that he was uh, in line in the leadership role. So I was playing uh, on that note. I was playing NHL 23, and and I would try. I wanted to get the rosters right, so I sent Taves to Rockford and called up all the guys. So nice. I want you guys to guess who NHL 23 arbitrarily assigned the captaincy to. Uh, on the on your on your block just, yeah, I did it like automatically because I didn't have one assigned. It usually goes to like the top rated player that's left. Yeah. I did still have Kane on the team and he wears an A, so it wasn't Kane. Was it Domi? It was Domi. Max Domi had the C, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Future captain Max Domi. There, there you go. go. I, I didn't, have, didn't have Reese Johnson in there. I would have made him nah, made him the captain. He's on IR. Otherwise. So, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, everyone, thank you so much for uh, all the great comments. Uh, we know we got to do the tank update, but first we're going to tell you about pins and aces because it's going to be like 60 degrees on Monday. Yeah. Get out there and golf and look good doing it. Let's go. I'm going to wash off my golf clubs. Get ready. Yeah. If you are going to be one of those guys out there playing in the uh, swampy, mushy Monday golf courses, check out our friends over at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. You're going to love your 
pins and aces gear and you're going to get tons of compliments on and off the course they are family owned golf and apparel business they make amazing polos hats golf bags and even the very popular beer sleeve an innovative product that allows you to store up to seven cans of beer hopefully goose island beer right inside your golf bag to keep drinks cold for the entire round when you need that extra boost of a cold 312 to get you through the last three holes to beat mm -hmm. your buddies pins and aces has got you covered check out pinsandaces.com and use the code chgo at checkout to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com for all your golf needs all right we have uh two tank uh spins banked what's our like situation steven do we know i can't see the uh i can't see the likes tonight we are at 94 likes currently oh, all right get 100 we'll get three spins that's easy let's all right 100. sweet all right. uh but let's take a look at the tank standings no music no music no music. Uh, Columbus at the top, 43 points in 59 games. Anaheim, 45 points in 60. The Hawks with 40, 47 and 58. The Sharks with 48 and 60. And the Arizona Coyotes with 49 oh. and 58. So despite winning five in a row, the Hawks are only four points out of the top spot in the tank Coy standings. Coyotes are back. Yeah, hey, back welcome, back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Coyotes. We did get 100 likes, by the way. Hey, oh. Nice. All right, let's hey, 100, go. Where are 100 we going? likes at 2 in the morning. I, I like it. Are we using prospectpudwax.org or whatever it is? No, no. We, we agreed we're back on Tankathon. I can remember that one. All right, we got three spins. Let's do it and go to bed. Yes. Yeah, go to tankathon.com and play along at home, even though we know they've got a, a IP or IP it's, sensor. So we a, know you hit it at multiple times. I've got a bias. All right, here, here we go. go. First, First spin. spin. Let's make it a good one. Anaheim, no, St. Louis, no. Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. Five. No, reset. Screw that. Well, they So they're fourth in, in points percentage now. Uh, Yeah, mm. you're right. I don't no. like that. No, that's no good. All right. Spin it again. Anaheim, Montreal, mm. Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. That's fifth twice in a row. That's not good. Zach Benson, come on down. Oof. All right. One All more. Right. One, one more. Come on. Let's 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 make it worth it. Mm. Oh God. Mm, well, it's all about five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Screw take a thumb. We're going back to not, not, prospectpodwax.org. Yeah. Not a great return for <laughs> Mr. Tankathon there. No. Mm. Brutal. Now I know why we left. So you never get back with an X. It's a bad move. All right, we're going to wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for being with us here late on, well, I guess it's early on Sunday morning. Uh, we are not scheduled for a show tomorrow, but rest assured, if something happens officially with Patrick Kane, we will be all over it. Uh, keep your eye on our social media pages uh, at CHGO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter and at CHGO Sports on Twitter. Again, news breaks. We'll be here for you uh, in one iteration or another. And reminder, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Greg and Mario and Steven, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Good night.